Do you work on a remote team all over the country? Do you have friends and family just too far away to visit? Are you struggling to connect communities that are never in the same place? Introducing TriviaThrowdownOnline.com The classic pub trivia experience with all of your friends and colleagues, but from the comfort of your own home or office. Designed for 6 to 60 players with question types built to encourage teamwork and collaboration. One of our live MCs runs the entire 75-minute experience, so you don't have to do anything except for show up, bring a drink, and get ready for some fun. TriviaThrowdownOnline.com. Book your free demo and get a quote today. Welcome to the Mike Blitz. I'm your host, Mike Wade. My co-host over there, South Richmond, Mike White. What is up, my dude? How you doing, man? I'm feeling good. It is what is it? Wednesday night. Wednesday we night. Are hump day. We are one day away from more college football. You know, I'm glad tomorrow. I'm glad it's Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, these weird gap days where I watch football literally five days a week between college and NFL. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday are these weird days where I catch up on my nerd shows. Got nothing else to do. There's no football on, so I feel weird. It's like, what do I do with my hands? It's just like consume info, prepare for. <laughs> next week <laughs> exactly uh seriously um what's new with you man what's anything what's going on in your life in the last seven days well um in classic 37 year old mode i injured my neck in a bounce house <laughs> <laughs> uh was it worth it <laughs> um well i was bouncing with the children having a good time and archie wanted to be held up high and you know he's not a He's a toddler. He weighs probably like 27 pounds or something. And I was trying to get him to touch the ceiling. So I was jumping as high as I could so he could touch the ceiling. And I really gave it my all. We both slammed into the top of the bounce house and uh, just a little just a little neck tweak, but nothing that would have happened to um, 20 something Mike. That's for sure. Correct. This one, that what you did will hurt you for two weeks. Then the 22 year old Mike would hurt you for two minutes. That's that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Um, in classic 39 year old uh, Mike Wade's uh, stuff, I am in the process of growing new grass. I put new seed down on Friday and literally I'm not, this is not even like a hyperbole. I walk out to my front yard every morning with a cup of coffee in my hand and I get my, my face like an inch off the dirt, like looking for the baby grass to germinate and pop. Hadn't happened yet. Haven't happened yet. We are this day is, five. This is my least favorite version of you. <laughs> This grass is where growing, we are. Grass this, is, growing this is where I am. This is really excited. So yeah. I'm going to have nuclear green new baby grass here in like a day or so. I better. I'm on tomorrow will be day six. I've been watering my uh, yard like crazy and sunlight and all the things. So anyway, grass growing. Uh, that's boring. What are you drinking? Um, so I'm drinking a special beer because it is the fall. It is, it is called Howling Gourds Pumpkin Ale. Ugh, what is that? It is a $6 for a six pack at Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay, I took a flyer on, right on it I'm on the right and track. it tastes like, um, it tastes like fall potpourri. It is oh, not that good. Not very God. good. I love the idea of fall beers way more than I actually like fall beers. Like yeah. I just, I mean, I, mean, I like, a, I like a heavy stout, you know, I like a, oh, a sure. dark hollow, but not, oh, sure. not pumpkin beers. Not for me. 
Yeah, if the word pumpkin's in the beer paper, I'm probably I can probably guarantee you I'm out. I'm not I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, so here I am, just choking it down. <laughs> How about you? I'm drinking another Hardywood lager, which I just love. It's my go-to. This time I got the goofy snub nose bottles. Did you ever drink like red stripe stripe in college or any of those? I don't know why, but I just love the novelty of these goofy bottles and this I do too. I don't really know why. I just it makes the beer taste better, maybe. Is that is that possible? Yeah, I like the snub nose. Um Hardywood does a couple of those, and I always like the great return snub nose. So yeah, I'm in for it. I'm in for it too. That's actually why. That's actually why I picked this up and said that one. So they had the snub noses available. Usually I get the cans, but these are um, these bottles make it more fun to drink. So that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Suckers for marketing. It's yeah, straight up. Uh, you, if you if you have a gimmick for me that I'm like it, I'm gonna give you my money for it. So here we are. Um, let's talk about last week of college football. Man, it's, yeah, dive in. I, I had a lot of fun. It was uh, it was it was a great week college football. Um, let's, let's just start at the top. Um, Georgia is a machine. They are the number one team in the country. They are going to murder everybody on their way. Probably. Um, I don't have anything else to add. They just another week, another another just beat down. Anything to add on that? No, not at all. Um, although I think everyone got the the cart before the horse a little bit on South Carolina. I mean, I, again, it was Georgia, but they've looked really pedestrian all year up until even you know it's just spencer rattler just not what everyone thought he would be and um yeah shane beamer he's still got some work to do that's certainly true but i'm almost more impressed with what oregon did to byu to just reinforce that oregon is not a bad team and yeah. actually bo Nix in outson is a tough place a tough team to play beat a tough place to play they took care of business against a good byu team um and yes. that team got they look like a high school JV squad against Georgia. So it's kind of like the three week later transitive property that, yeah. th- that I'm signing off Georgia on. I don't know. Yeah. The transitive property, as we both know, never really works, but especially yeah. this early in the season, Absolutely. we don't have much to go on. And so everything is such a knee jerk reaction. I've fallen victim um, to it. Um, and here we are again. Yep. Oregon look good. Oregon look good. Oh, we forgot the the news. Herm Edwards, uh, head coach of Arizona State, fired uh, after a tumultuous, I don't know, four or five seasons, somewhere there. Pretty ho hum, pretty yeah. lackluster. Didn't get a lot going. Uh, the main the main news about this one was interesting. Fired on the field. The AD and the uh, university president were standing in the end zone uh, when he yeah. was walking the field, and they fired him right there. Didn't even let him get into the locker room immediately in, in the post game. So yes. that's it's pretty disrespectful, especially for a guy like Herm Edwards. Been around the block for a long time and again we see another nfl guy flame out in college yeah yeah I, i'll be honest with me five years ago if i was arizona state fan i'm like all right her words absolutely i mean that guy's done a lot of great things at the next level the nfl you know you would hope that kind yeah. of translates but it just in the it just never did in the pac-12 south for him unfortunately. yeah and look and, what you know jim mora uh, you know i thought he'd be a good fit at ucla again just nothing going isn't nothing he coaching there isn't he coaching uconn now i think he's the uconn i think jim mora is the uconn head coach i think which which maybe maybe that's the right job for him who knows um but i but going back to her words i think where this is going to be i mean started with um it started with Nebraska last week. Scott Frost, uh, who's getting fired next week? I mean, when we do this show a week from now, I'm. It's got, I mean, Neil Brown, Brian Harson. Um, there's a couple guys. Harson's on the ropes for uh, sure. West Virginia coach Neil Brown certainly. He's That's certainly, exactly what I was thinking. You know, I mean, this, this is a big be, one for him against Virginia Tech. Here's a hot take. There's going to be. I mean, usually the the. I mean, when the when the job start when the, I would say, and you can push back on me about nine or ten weeks in the season. Coaches start to get fired, and they kind of, it kind of happens. Then I feel like this is really early. Like I think where you and I are going to be talking about are the news of the week. Another Power Five job 
head coach fired that week. Yeah, it seems like the process has really been sped up um, in a lot of ways. You know, the recruiting process, yeah, you know, the kids. timeline has changed. Um, the portal day. has changed everything. Yeah, signing day has changed everything. And, um, you know, for some of those really, really big time programs, um, it doesn't shock me as much, you know, if Auburn wanted to pull the trigger on Harson in a week or two. But for an Arizona State or, you know, West Virginia to do it this early in the season would be a, a bit it's a bit more surprising to me. Yep. So, I mean, I think we're going to be seeing more and more of that this season. I think, I think what what's the reality is, is coaches are just like, we got to get started on the next regime. Now we got to get some, we got to get those guys talking to boosters, talking to players, hitting the transfer portal. Um, so yeah, you're literally punting on the rest of the season. Yeah. So, which I mean, actually in, in Arizona States and uh, Nebraska's case, not a big deal because let's face it, you weren't punting on much to begin with anyway. So yeah. anyway, that's the fat fired coaches. We're going to talk more about a lot about that later. Um, I got, I got, I got to eat some crow here. Um, I think I was a little premature on my Tyler Van Dyke hype train <laughs> um, as one of the uh, Patreons subscriber point out to me. Actually, my brother specifically, Steven point out to me, uh, Tyler Van Dyke did not look good in that Miami. I was so excited for that game and it just was a pretty boring football game. Yeah, Texas A&M did it again with defense and a really boring offense. Yes. Um and and we both but there was a, a big part of me that thought A&M would rebound, but based on how they played, it just didn't I just didn't see it happening that way. I, I thought Miami would win for sure. So I'm eating crow on that one. I'm definitely eating crow on the um uh, the Washington uh, Michigan State game. I'll give yeah. you credit for that one. So <laughs> in my face, in my face. So uh, yeah, I, I, I mean Miami obviously has the rest of the ACC schedule. Everything they want to do is still ahead of them. I mean, obviously he still has time to ring up big numbers, but I just you know th- those those hurricane receivers could not get open. Tower Van Dyke couldn't find anybody. I kind of thought he was going to raise the occasion. Um, and Aggie lands just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So um, maybe, maybe pump the brakes a little on the Miami. That was my, one of my early. Well, I'm pumping, years. pumping the knee jerk reaction break on A&M, you know, they've yeah. still got their season ahead of them and a big one coming up against Arkansas to compete yep. for against Bama for number two in the West, potentially, or your LSU tigers for number That's two right. in We're the West. Net. Um, so yeah, they've still got everything in front of them. Um, but yeah, big ups to AM for bouncing back. That was, nice. that was a good one. We'll circle back to AM Arkansas when we get to next week's previews. Uh, App State, uh, had game day this week. Did they have game day this week? I think that for yes. game day, yep. for App State, Troy, Troy, wild game. App State was like a 12, 13 point favorite, almost lost one on a 55 yard Hail Mary, uh, Statue of tip Liberty drill. play, tip drill situation. Um, one of the be- I mean, that's the first that's the first awesome hail mary of the year I think of well, like a game ending which was just a phenomenal play App State stormed the field I'm sure you saw it a bajillion times yeah it was awesome it was awesome I mean kudos to App State they seem, they seem to be like America's like I mean week They're one sweetheart they are that the week one was at a hundred point point bonanza against UNC it was like sixty six to sixty week two they knocked off A and M in A and M week three uh. The barn burner uh, and the barely beat Troy in the Hail Mary and uh, Tech App State all of a sudden is like must watch television. I don't know when that happened, but here we are. Uh, go Nears. They're on the yeah, Nears, fun right? belt. Yeah. yeah, fun belt. New North Carolina. Belt. Put it on yeah. your put it on your map. 
Um, also, did you see the uh, video of the Troy sorority girls filming themselves? I did. I did. <laughs> so there was a, a sorority at Troy University, and they were taking selfie video of them all watching that Hail Mary play. And they were literally filming it as thrown up. And they went up. They were expecting it to get knocked down, expecting to, ha- to have a video of them all celebrating the big upset over App State. And obviously, they did not. And the video of them thinking they won and then realizing they lost is stunning it is just oh oh it's just it's, it's heartache in real life i've been there a million times yeah I feel it's, like it's all of us it's good video and the other viral video i saw was did you see the 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 quarterback who threw it he went up to the stands and was standing there on the fence helping, helping people yep. rush the field helping them yep. helping people get on the field so that's just that's just good hospitality it's just a nice thing to do you yeah. know good host good host of the yeah. football field come on down check out where i just played the last 60 minutes of my life <laughs> good stuff uh let's keep it rolling uh florida sucks which i know i know you're excited about uh should have lost to south florida by they all means have. south uh, yeah that interception toe toe on the end line basically would have put the game away it was a instead of a pick six for uh southern florida it was a it was a touchback um kept the game within reach within a couple minutes left florida pulled it out um but that's fine with me because they're still ranked and they still look bad so it's just classic college football i mean we were all i mean florida looked so good at home week one against utah and utah has bounced back that 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 win to florida's credit is looking better and better yeah um but florida has looked worse and worse every week thereafter um they got handled by kentucky probably should have lost to south florida and now they got a monster in nayland in knoxville which i know you're excited about come three days out yes Um, yes 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 but i have to interrupt just because this is early season college football. Exactly. That's what happens. That's what I, I mean, all you yeah. have to do, you have to survive. You have to win. And teams are still figuring out their identities on offense. They're still figuring out who their playmakers are, who they can trust in key moments. And there's been, a t- you know, this happens every year. A team is maybe overrated, but they survive a little bit until they figure it out. And then they coast or, you know, a Clemson looks shaky early and then they, you know, beat teams down late it, it it's just it each team is so different week to week especially early in the season and it's all about the matchups it's true this was utah story last year when they, when they swapped their quarterback after cam rising they went on that tear they were a bad team the first month of the season like yeah. i think you're totally right like every month like we might see a new version of florida a month from now which neither of us are excited about because i know you have the gators this week lsu has gators in a couple of weeks well I look prefer- how look at the leaps and bounds lsu grew over the last couple of weeks oh i've got opinions about that you better believe that i mean we're it's, it's we're college football is it's crazy that we're a third in through the season and the teams are rapidly developing and changing yes. i will say a crazy stat line that's hilarious stat line um especially considering how bullish we were on anthony richardson just so far this season he has thrown zero touchdown passes and has three tackles three tackles yep, four, four interceptions four interceptions yeah four interceptions three tackles obviously tackling the guy who threw picked off his pass zero touchdown passes which is just like those are linebacker stats somebody those are linebacker stats. <laughs> yeah he, he's a he's a missile for the ball they yeah that, that's that, that's the, that's defensive uh player of the month for yeah, florida he's a, right he's there. A ball hawk. four picks and three tackles but anywho uh so uh we'll talk about florida tennessee let's circle back to that uh, a little bit uh i want to give i was wrong about bo nix bo nix came out guns blazing and put it on byu and a big performance in outson outson is again 
actually a hornet's nest. It's a hornet's nest really, really, really far away, way up in the Pacific Northwest. Did you um, see the chant that the uh, student section was chanting that they apologized? Or, well, the university then apologized for later? It was something I know. What? What is, I think I saw like a Twitter on what did it say? F the Mormons was the uh, chant. Yeah, yeah, you hate to Not see that. Not a good look. Not a good look. I've been to one football game against BYU. I visited my brother Stephen at uh, University of Michigan. Uh, this is like four years ago, and Jim Harbaugh was hosting. They won like 27 to nothing. I was in... Um, when my brother and I got last minute tickets, I was in the BYU section and I was there with a uh, bottle of Jack and Coke. And, you know, I had a couple bunch of drinks and I was excited, ready to watch college football. And I was expecting to like talk some trash or like do something. And like literally they were like, oh, we, they were 27 nothing. Like, oh, that's, that's done too bad. Unfortunate. Oh, man, I'm really sorry. Oh, that's great. It was nice to meet you. We'll see you guys next time. I was like, man. Yeah. Say what you will, but they're just the nicest people. They're nice they're people. Just yeah. so really nice. People. I wouldn't expect that out of Outson either. I mean, no, it's that's true. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, so I'll, I'll give Bo Nix a little life. Dan Lanning, uh, big big win. Uh, Jared Hall is an awesome quarterback. BYU. I know BYU has some has some receivers out for that game, I believe, but they're still very very good. It's just um, classic Jekyll and Hyde, Bo Nix, yeah. though. I mean, yes, yes, he could easily, you know throw three or four picks next week and look terrible. What we were talking about earlier was like college football and a whole like month to month. Uh, Bo Nix's career has been that on steroids. Like he looks different the next play. He looks yeah. different in the next moment. He'll do something so genius, so incredible. So Johnny Manziel. And the next thing he's just throwing interception <laughs> off of the yeah. defensive lineman's face. You just understand why. So yeah. uh, big Bo Nix bounce back. Good for him. Uh, let's talk about uh, Notre Dame quick, real quick, getting their first win uh, under Marcus Freeman. Good for him. Uh, beating Cal, which is actually it was a pretty solid defensive team. They could have lost that game. Uh, kudos to Notre Dame pulling away in the fourth. Uh, much, much, much needed win. Yeah, they've Marcus got an Freeman. interesting one coming up against UNC. We're not going to cover it. We're not going to talk about it. But just I think that's going to be a good one. I really I like UNC in that one. Yeah, I think the spread's about even as well. So we'll be we'll be we'll keep our eyes on that. Um Utah, Michigan State, man, was I right about that? I'll tell you, I when I when I was right about Michigan State, I didn't think it was going to be because UW was so powerful on offense. Michael Penix Jr., the Indiana transfer, is absolutely lighting up the scoreboard. Yeah, oh, I think it's the first passer in UW history to throw for over 300 yards in the first three starts or something wild like that. Yeah, they're way ahead of schedule right yes. now. Yes, um, so kudos to UW. I mean, the the Jimmy Lake regime, the previous coach, was just not wasn't really doing much for a UW. And I expected, I think everybody expected them to be 12, 18 months, 24 months out, but here they are three or four weeks of the season and they're, they're ready to go. So good for them. Yeah. They're, they're definitely a dark horse in the conference. I still think Michigan state's a solid team that they're going to rebound. They're still going to have a good year. Um, but some question marks coming out of that game for sure. Yep. UW's three, no good for them uh, on the quick start. There's a lot of, there's a lot of three, no teams that we could talk about. It's we like 14 or 15. I, I think. know. I know. Oh, and super quick. And I made it, I made a point to another one of our Patreon members, big college basketball fan so far this season, three, and Duke, Kansas, UNC, Syracuse, Kentucky, Kentucky, uh, Indiana. College basketball lives in October. That's unbelievable that all of these perennial basketball superpowers are three and zero. I don't know if any of them are any good, except for maybe Kentucky. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, mean, I just got to say, I mean, this is this is just it's uh, funny. It's funny. It's funny. There's a lot of basketball schools saying, you know what, we can we can play a little football. A lot team. of teams feasted on cupcakes early, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 fun to see. It's fun to see. And we're going to see – this is one, you know, one of the themes for me this coming week is really being about prove it. There are so many teams that are 3-0 and that we like think are good, 
But now they're playing another team as three and zero, or at least two and one, or power another power five in conference game. Yeah, this is like a prove it week. This is like we're gonna learn a lot this coming week. Uh, but before we do that, uh, what else? Oh, Bijan Robinson, absolute stud. Uh, carry them against UTSA. Good for good for Texas and Hudson Card is serviceable. Anything you want to say about that? No, they they did what we expected them to do. Yep. Uh, I want to tip a hat to Boomer Sooner, uh, Oklahoma. You know what I'm surprised me about Oklahoma is how solid they are on defense, which is. Can you eat crow on that one too? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and take that. I'll I'll go ahead and take that. What I, I, that was, that's the one where I said Nebraska was live in that game. You just kept saying, you watch, you turn it on, you flip it on. It's going to be, and then you're like, I'm tuned in. I'm here for it after they scored one touchdown. And then that was like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so Nebraska went up seven nothing, and they got like a three and out turnover. And it was like, oh my god! And then they gave up like forty straight points, and they ended up <laughs> yeah. losing like forty nine to fourteen in a big way. And I'll tell you, it's like w- what surprised me the most about Oklahoma was not Dylan Gabriel, the the Central Florida transfer, Oklahoma quarterback. It's how good they are on defense. I know Brent Venables is a defensive guy coming from uh, Clemson, led all those great defensive units. I just haven't seen Oklahoma play defense since like two thousand one. Like, I don't remember the last time Oklahoma made tackles in the open fields and was just a solid unit overall, frankly. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, uh, it was Nebraska and they it was Nebraska. They- it was Nebraska, but they've got playmakers on offense. This, the given, I mean, they're they are hemorrhaging everywhere, but they've got they've got off. I expected them to do better than they have. Um, I, I kind of think I, I mean, I was obviously super bullish on Baylor. I'm starting to think Oklahoma actually might be the force in the Big 12. Yeah, but, yeah, I kind of um, agree. As you know, in three weeks from now, we could be having a wildly different conversation. Um, what else can I say about uh, Liberty? Almost knocked off your favorite, second favorite team, and my second favorite team, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Yeah. Holy smokes, just knock the ball down. What is that? So, uh, Wake Forest, uh, the, the, the game was 37-30. Liberty had the ball. They were driving to the end. Uh, Liberty quarterback goes touchdown pass. Wake Forest receiver, um, defensive back, has a chance to on the ball, has a hand on it, goes for interception, and the the Liberty receiver took it out of his hand to get the touchdown. He had a clear opportunity to just knock it down. Just knock it down. Didn't do it. 36-37. Hugh Freeze uh, puts, his, uh, puts his cojones on the table, and I'll give him credit for that, runs the Philly special two-point conversion, and of course it flops horribly. Wake Forest escapes with the win. Um, so wildly entertaining final final 90 seconds uh wake ready to get the win i don't know yeah wake survives uh and there were a lot of games like that in the top 25 and and you know the power five schools that you would have, have ex- expected to kind of roll a little bit arkansas barely barely survived by the skin of their teeth to missouri state hey man uh, and that's a whole <laughs> different ball game of an upset i mean that's not even on the level of liberty that's not even close to appalachian state that would have been <sighs> I don't even now, know. Yeah. Now, get, now, 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 I think it's worth noting that Bob Petrino was the coach of Missouri State, who was a former coach of Arkansas. So obviously he, he had he had I mean, that was he was ne- he was never more motivated to win a football game. They probably was that one. But uh, Arkansas showed some real kinks in the armor and chinks. And, they, and they got, they've, got, they've got a lot of things to figure out right now because they've got a monster showdown against A&M and Jerry World, which we're going to talk about. In a minute, actually, I'm I'm actually done. Do you want to do you want to talk about the upcoming week or anything? Or anything yeah, else no. Let's just week? let's let's just keep rolling. Good stuff. Uh, cool. So we're gonna talk about uh some games that we want to talk about this upcoming week. So obviously, college football is back uh, tomorrow. By the time you're hearing this, it'll probably be Thursday morning. Uh, drink it, enjoy your coffee. Uh, first game, 
should we talk about first? Let's talk about um, – we'll, we'll I'll talk about Arkansas A&M. Arkansas uh, is playing Texas A&M, number 10 against number 23. Uh, that game is at 7 o'clock on ESPN. It is in Jerry World, AT&T Stadium, which is a neutral site game, which, uh, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. This is a weird game. Before this last year, which A&M won uh, – I'm sorry, Arkansas won. A&M had won nine straight. Um, this is a rivalry that goes way back to like – the Big South or the Big Eight, whatever they call those conferences from way back when. Um, uh, Jerry uh, Jerry Jones over the Cowboys is a big Arkansas uh, backer. Arkansas is currently a one-and-a-half-point dog. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I've, well, go ahead and give me your thoughts. I think it's going to be a really fun one. Last it's year a- was, I think, 10, 10 to 20. Does that sound right to you? 10, 20 yeah. to 10, Arkansas wins. I think this is going to be kind of the complete flip of that. I think we're going to see a lot of points. I think that um AM is going to finally flash some offense and uh, Arkansas has shown some really good offense. Their run game is really dynamic with uh, KJ Jefferson. And I think it's going to be just a lot of back and forth, a lot of um a lot of those splash plays, you know, turnovers, pick sixes, you know, something wonky on special teams. That's that's my gut feeling on it. I don't know what to think because Arkansas is like a pretty good offensive team. We know that about them, but they're going into the te- the, the the quality of AM, which is their defense. Um, so this is, I mean, it's a good offense against a good defense. And on the other side, AM's offense isn't scaring anybody, and Arkansas's defense really isn't either. Yeah. So I don't, so like, are where are the points coming from? I'm actually going the other way. I mean, I could obviously be wrong here. In a week from now, we can, you can dunk on me for it. I think this game's going to go way under. I think it's going to be an ugly, defensive battle um kj jefferson is not that great at stretching the field AM's defense is gonna i mean which is what he i mean he's really good running the ball and i just i don't know that his skills match up well against this a&m team and on the other side um max johnson former lsu quarterback he's just not that good um i recognize arkansas's secondary is uh having some troubles let's put it that way um but i don't have i don't have much faith in him Beating Arkansas, even though they're not as good they are. So like, I don't know where the points are going to come from in this game. So um, I could go either way on wins or losses, but I would take the under. It's, I see it right now at 49 and a half. I think it's I think you're looking at a low scoring affair. I've, a field goal, a field goal. I don't know. I'm thinking 2017 type game. I don't know. No, I mean, your logic is sound. Um, I just think this is just one of those games where you throw a lot of that stuff out the window. I know that that's kind of a cliche, obviously, but um, it's I just. I think I think it's going to be a crazy one. It's going to be one of those bonkers games where um, it's maybe a little tight early and things kind of start unraveling. Up, and sure. then, yeah, I mean, you know how those games go when by the end of it, there's just no defense, right. um, regardless of the statistics heading into the game. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. That's the, the feeling I get. But I think it's a close game. It, it, it could really be a toss up either way. I lean Arkansas a little bit here. I don't hate that. No, be, be, given for these two programs, this is a massive game. This is one of the rivalries that's going to mean a lot. And the fact that it's in Jerry World, I do think you're right in that respect that they are going to throw, like the trick plays are coming out, the wrinkles are going to come out, any new packages. Like there's really, you know, this game means so much to these two fan, these two fan bases. It's almost like the spread's irrelevant. So, yeah. you know, you, you, we could see that. So, uh, I don't know. 
We'll see. It'll be fun to watch regardless. Uh, let's keep it moving. The next one we have, I think, is that, was that Clemson and Wake Forest. Clemson Wake, yeah. Clemson Wake, probably the, the headline game um, of the ACC, of ACC season, probably so far. Uh, that game is at noon on ABC. Number five, Clemson. Number 21, Wake, is being played at Truist Field, which is Wake Forest's home, home field. Uh, the line was... Uh, uh, plus it opened up at like plus nine and has moved uh, for wakes moved to plus seven. So there's money. Vegas is telling you wake. Um, I actually got it at plus eight and a half a couple days ago, which I'm feeling pretty good about. Um, well, you open it up. What do you think? I think this game is, you know, if I were to boil it down, it's wakes offense versus Clemson's D, uh, you know, the strength of each, each, each program. Um, but I do think that um, obviously Clemson has the talent on offense, they just haven't shown it yet. And Wake hasn't really shown they can stop anybody yet. So I'm expecting a, a really high-scoring affair again in this one. It's, it's going to be some back and forth. The over-under is 56.5. I actually really like the over. Yeah, um, I'll take Clemson to, to win. I don't know about covering, but um, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board. Um, I like Clemson's run game. I like Wake's pass game. So it's uh it should be a fun one. I like Clemson um and I like the over if we're Clemson if we're has one of the bets. Yeah, Clemson has one of the best defenses in the country. They're they're, they're going to have that. Although it didn't look super great last week against, I think it was La Tech. It was uh, Wake Forest is going to challenge this team tremendously. Yeah, uh, Sam Hartman, I would argue, is probably the best quarterback in the ACC at this point. Um, probably the probably the number one NFL prospect. And those those weapons are legit. Those wideouts are good. They're going to have some things for them. Um. I, th- I like Wake to challenge them a lot. I like Wake to score. I think Wake is going to do what most teams haven't been able to do, which is score consistently on this Clemson defense. Um, on the flip side, the, on the flip side, I'm not super. I'm not super impressed with Clemson's offense. Still, it has made some marginal improvements. Why? Where are Clemson's receivers? How come they have nobody who can just who can make get separation or make or get you know? That's a weird one for me too because you can't put it all on the quarterback's shoulders. I mean, everyone's screaming for Kate Klubnik. Everyone's yeah. you know questioning DJ Uyangalale, um, but he needs, they need some help. I, I, I yeah. do think they'll lean on the run game, um, but yeah, they need some, they need some playmakers to emerge on the outside. I think wake yeah. going back to what you were saying earlier, I think where you'll see the biggest differences in the trenches, unless they can get Hartman, you know, unless they can game plan and scheme around that pass rush that Clemson sure. has um, Hartman's going to be eating some turf. And yeah, that's going to be, be that's going to be a yeah. problem. Yeah, Clemson's defensive line probably the best in the country. They're going to be breathing down his neck a lot because they don't have much of a run game. So they're going to have no. to manufacture a run game through screens and and you yeah. know quick outs and things. I'm like expecting that. a lot of slants, a lot of bubble screens, a lot of a lot of a lot of short stuff. Uh, uh, outlet stuff. I think. I mean, I think you're probably right. Um, I mean, I think Will Shipley's a solid back for Clemson. I think he's. I think he's a decent runner, but I don't think he's. He. You also can't really put it on him. DJU for this team to. To get serious about the playoff, he's got to get better, or it's got to be Cade's time. And this might, maybe this is the week. I mean, maybe this is the change moment, and I could see it going either way. If if DJU comes out and he guns guns blazing and he lights up, he lights him up. They win by twenty eight thirty. It's probably his job for the season, and they're probably going to go with him for that. If he loses this game, I mean, those Cade the, the Cade Club Nick uh, administration. They, I mean, they're going to be pounding down that door. They're going to be there's those fans are going to be itching. Clemson is not planning on losing this game. Um, yeah, and, and for them, they're they're you know their expectations. They're looking towards the college football playoff. So you know, winning a game by a touchdown, winning here or there, winning game by game. You know, they're already saying like this isn't going to be good enough against Alabama. This isn't going to be good enough against no. Georgia. So that's where their eyes are. That's where the decision making 
Um, that's what's driving the, the decision making there. So that's something to keep in mind. Yep. Uh, I like Clemson to win. I think I agree with you, but I think, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to think it's going to be seven points, six points, even maybe even three if things get a little weird. Wake covers, but I mean, I think Clemson's going to win. So let's. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a good one. Um, yeah. That'll be, I, I'm excited to see if Wake, I mean, this is kind of their coming out party, essentially, you know, like Clemson is the standard still in the ACC. And so this, you know, this is, this is a huge one for, for Wake. Yep. Uh, I want to talk. So we're going to, we're just going to quickly talk about uh, some other games that we're not really going to pay that much attention to, but are, are kind of fun. Uh, Duke, Kansas, one of those two, those two basketball schools dominating the gridiron. Uh, Kansas past four road games, three and one. Kansas, the previous 66 road games, <laughs> two and 64. Holy smokes. Uh, Lance Leopold is doing a fab- fabulous, fabulous job. Uh, and on Duke, Kansas, you want to talk about? No, I mean, it's awesome to see them both doing well early. I mean, those traditionally, historically, by the numbers, this isn't any of my bias talking, two of the worst Power 5 college football programs in history. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not so hyperbole them, at all. Yeah, and, and Kansas, I mean, Kansas looks darn right good. I mean, They are. They are eight and a half point favorites. Yeah, Holy well, smokes. It's crazy. A lot of points. And I, you know, I'm, I've always been a huge David Cutcliffe fan going back to his time as an OC at uh, Tennessee and he did some good things at Duke. Um, he had them competing. He had them in bowl games, um, but they've never pushed it to that next level. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, this is this is this will be a fun one to see kind of which program emerges um, on the other side. Yep. Uh, other other another game, which is uh, you, could, you could almost dub the dumpster fire bowl. Uh, We've got um, who was it? Just letting go. UCLA, who cannot get any fans, almost lost to South Alabama and stormed the field for that one. Playing at Colorado, which is actually might be the worst team. Let me read you this quote from the head coach uh, Carl Dorrell on Colorado, who's I think it started zero and three. Quote: I feel good about our attitude about playing the game. We're just not very good at really playing it effectively and proficiently. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> Our guys are our guys are trying hard. They're happy about trying. <laughs> we we are really having a fun time out yeah, there. We yeah. are not very good at what we do, but we really are enjoying it. A lot of it. lot of not a lot of frowny faces. So that's good. <laughs> that is good. Hundred percent will not watch that game. But that's just that's that's that is one of the quotables of the year for sure. Uh, Maryland and, and two fan bases who could care less. I mean could not care less of all of the college football fan bases have to be right now. UCLA. In Colorado, and yeah. Colorado. And, and, uh, yeah. Colorado and UCLA, uh, Maryland at, uh, Michigan, Michigan having probably the worst non three and O looked very, very good. Three and O's games went over 50 points, all three games against really the worst non-conference schedule, probably in the country, uh, hosting Maryland, 17 points. Maryland is live. This is gonna be one of those. Their this, offense is fun. Their various offense. They're run there. If they're those of you, uh, remember the name Tua Tungavailoa, yeah. uh, his younger brother, Talia Tungavailoa is Julia, the quarterback. Yeah, Talia. Talia and, um, and he's good. He's not his brother, but he's still really damn good. And they're and they're scoring a bunch of points. Um, this is what this is a prove it game. Michigan is three and Are they actually are they actually three and good? Or are they just you know are they just beneficiaries of their schedule? Um, so I'm interested to see. I if Michigan's going to challenge Ohio State, they need to win this game by 24. I don't know if they're. Gonna, I just don't know if they're going to. Yeah, we don't know anything about Michigan right now. In, yep. in in true Michigan fashion, um, we'll see this. Um, this will be a, t- a little bit of a test, but we we still won't know much coming out of it. 
Yep. Uh, next game I want to talk super quickly about Oklahoma hosting Kansas State. Kansas State lost to uh, somebody terrible last night. I think it was Tulane. Oof. Ouchies. Uh, Deuce Vaughn so awesome back. Oklahoma's defense is flying. Uh, similar situation. Is Oklahoma going to continue to play? Does, has Brent Venables what – what I'm watching for in this game is if Brent Venables has consistently put his – hands on this program where their product, their quality of play is consistently good. Like, are they hiccup free and Kansas state's dangerous offensive squad. So that's all. I just want to see Oklahoma continue to be. Yeah. Obviously they're, they have uber amounts of talent over Kansas state, but Kansas state has a good offense. Like you were saying, I mean, they put up 34 week one, they put up 40 on Missouri week two. Then they, you know, had an oopsie against Tulane. Um, but they're capable, uh, yes. so it should be a good test, at least on the defensive side for Oklahoma. Correct, and that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm watching in that game. Uh, USC uh, at Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State is a tough place to play, and Oregon State is also, I believe, three and zero, looking good. Uh, that game's nine thirty up there. Uh, for me, it's um, USC is the is the best offensive in the country that you're not watching because they play all of their games against bad teams and again at ten o'clock at night. But Jordan Addison, the Plitnikoff winner, Caleb Williams, they are just uh, Mario Williams. Um, they're they're lighting everybody they're lighting everybody up. Uh, only a six and a half point spread. So obviously Vegas is giving Oregon State some love. Um, we'll see. It's a tough it's a tough road game. Yeah, I was surprised to look down and see this one at, at six and a half for USC, uh, mm-hmm. just because I mean the Beavers have been flying under everybody's radar. USC comes in. I mean, as soon as as soon as they made the hire, they were in a top ten program. Let alone got all these uh, transfer guys, superstars. So, yeah, it you know they're almost riding on reputation right now. So it'll be fun to see them actually play a meaningful football game. Yeah. And that's what we're getting into. I mean, we're getting into that time when when it's like, okay, now we actually have to go play. It's it's you know, put the cupcakes aside. Let's let's see where we're made of. And we got to do it every week. Yeah. So. It's pretty much the same storyline for the for the last three games we just talked about. Michigan, Maryland, Oklahoma, K-State, USC, Oregon State. These are all the these are USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan are all in the top like seven, I think. They're all they're all supposed to be top eight programs, are they? Yeah. One of them is not. We're probably going to find out this week. So I'm looking for those three teams to try and help me start to figure out, get some clarity on who's good and who's just reputation and non beating up non conference good. Yeah, and the over under on this on this game seventy. I mean, there's going to be some points. <laughs> good. That, that, yeah, that's going to be a track meet. And we there. talked about last week, you know, USC's defense, um, and you know them being a little bit light in the trenches. Um, they've 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 recruited skill players. They've got the skill players in the transfer uh, portal. It'll be interesting to see when they go up against kind of a veteran squad who who has some beef in the trenches how they hold up. And so, yep. yeah, it's something to watch. Totally. Uh, last game before we talk before we get in the homers. Uh, James Madison Dukes on ESPN Plus at three thirty at App State. Uh, it's interesting because App State, as I as we were talking about earlier, might be America's favorite team, and JMU two and JMU might be the best football team in Virginia. In fact, if they beat App State this week, I'm going to go ahead and say it: they're the best team in Virginia. You you might be right. <laughs> You might be right. <laughs> I mean, App State is a seven-point favorite. Uh, JMU has played terrible competition to date, beating the brakes off everybody. So we don't really know what, what the JMU Dukes, the first year from the FCS to FBS now in the Sun Belt. But I just, I you know, as a Virginian, I got to keep an eye on them because all of a sudden, if they beat if they beat App State in Boone, all of a sudden it's going to be 
It's going to be something. Yeah. Do we start adding JMU to homer time? We might. We, we got JMU listeners o- out there. Are we, ODU? Do we need to add, sprinkle in some ODU action too? Hey, Duke Dogs, get in our mentions. Get, yeah. get, a, get us on Facebook and Insta- Yeah, get Instagram. up in these DMs. You know what I'm saying? If we, if you, if you, if you, if we, if we got Dukes out there that want to hear more about uh, Duke Dog football, you let us know and maybe we'll, we'll get in the, we'll get in the homer time because obviously Harrisonburg is only two hours from here. It's closer than Blacksburg. Yeah. So. You're old stomping grounds. Well, that's right. Old stomping grounds. Uh, okay, cool. Let's talk about some homers because we got some good homer games this week, actually. Actually, three of the four teams are good. Um, let's get um, let's get mine out of the way first. Um, LSU uh, last week, Mississippi State, uh, big win. It was awesome. Uh, frankly, we were three point dogs going to that game. I'm really happy with the way LSU took about uh, just a big win. The first, it's tough to win SEC games in this league, and you know we changed our offensive line again. It got guys in, in place we wanted to play. Um, we have two true freshmen starting at tackles: Emory Jones and Will Campbell. Very exciting for our future. Um, and Harold Parkins, the five-star uh, number one outside linebacker recruit in the country who we got, made a big impact. He had a sack. He had six tackles, and he was flying to the ball. Um, we are watching LSU get better before our eyes, and it's fun to watch. Now, obviously, that could all come crashing down in two weeks at Auburn, but right now, stock is on the way up. Any any thoughts on LSU-Mississippi State? Um, yeah, I mean, this one surprised me, and um, this is exactly what yeah, we're talking about. you picked against me, didn't you? you yeah. I mean, son of a jackal. I'm, I'm right, picking who I think is going <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> um, yeah, just because the secondary played so well. Um, yes. And it's also, it's, it's also, I mean, it's such a good feeling when you're rebuilding and you beat a school that has, you know, an established coach, an established culture, an established um style of play you know mike leach does what mike leach does and that can cause problems uh especially for you know a team still figuring out their identity in on on defense and in the secondary uh and they just locked it down especially in the second half they uh they they put the brakes on didn't look back Jaden daniels uh lsu's quarterback played really well i think they found something um with him especially in the second half so uh, whether or not you know this is a little bit of fool's gold, it doesn't matter. It's it's a win. It's against right. you know a good Mississippi State team. Mississippi State is not bad. No, not. They, they probably should have been ranked in this game. Yep. And so yeah, huge win. Uh, congrats to Brian Kelly and uh, and your Tigers. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate that. And obviously, I, I mean, I take credit for that win because I was obviously there. I did a lot to contribute to the W effort. I give you um, credit for it. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, Mississippi. I agree with you. Mississippi State is a good team. Loaded with seniors, and it's the fourth or fifth year. Um, uh, Will Rogers. Will Rogers, thank you. Yeah, uh, he's a good quarterback. Um, and our secondary just played really, really well. Defense made a lot of really good adjustments. Especially being short on the D D line. Um, yeah. Yeah, got some pressure. Really happy, really happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the running game get better. We, 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 our running game. Ha- Jaden Daniels is our running game, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's got to change. Um, but let's let's move on. Uh, LSU is playing uh, the New Mexico Lobos, uh, who are two and one. Uh, this game is uh, uh, um, at seven thirty Eastern. LSU is a thirty-two point favorite. It's on the ESPN Plus Network. You got to really try to watch this game. In fact, I'm probably not even going to watch it. I'll probably get it on demand later. Um, it's going to be um, not a fun watch, but that's what LSU is doing. So, I'm you know, oh, LSU is. I mean, we are we are look, looking ahead to Auburn. In a week another win, yeah, another win. 
Yeah. And Auburn's looking, they might, they might have a different head coach by then. So that could yeah. be an easier matchup. So they could, they could. So that's LSU. Let's move off from them. The week, but on the other side, you monster game. This actually might be the, this not just a big game for you and me, obviously. Um, especially might be the, the game of the week. I would actually prefer this. I would take this over Arkansas AM or Clemson, uh, Wake Forest, Florida Gators, number 20, uh, coming to the number 11 Volunteers. This game is at 3.30 on CBS. Um, Tennessee is a, what is a, Tennessee is a 10.5 point favorite, although they opened it like a 6.5. It's Vegas moved. Vegas loves the Vols, which is crazy because it's worth mentioning that the Gators have had the Vols number for a long time, winning 16 of 17. The one game they, they lost, you and I were there. We watched Josh Dobbs um, and the Volunteers beat that Gator team that year. So that was very, very, very awesome. Um, so I know you have opinions. I know you have takes. Uh, like the floor is yours, your honor. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This, I don't know how I've even made it this far into the week. All I can think about is this <laughs> damn football game. I am not even kidding. There's not enough content about this game for me to consume. Um, oh, that being said, whew, if I was not such a diehard Tennessee fan who has taken these lumps over the past several years, um, I would be so all in on the Vols to win this game handily. Yeah. There is, again, on paper, everything happens differently on the field. There's nothing on paper that says Florida has a shot to win this game. Tennessee's got more talent. They've got a better offense. They've got a better defense. They've got a better run game, a better, I mean, across the board and home field stadiums going to be rocking. Oh my God. Neyland is going to be absolutely insane. Maybe one of the best college football environments this year. Um, And Anthony Richardson has just looked bad. And I think he's a little banged up. Um, We are too. Cedric Tillman is doubtful. He might not play the running back room had two guys go out. Um, and they're they're good. Um, they're, but everyone's kind of banged up. Um, they're kind of day to day. But um, yeah, I just don't see this going well for the Gators. The only thing that holds me back is that this has happened so many times in the previous years where we've had right. better teams. We should have won games and we haven't. But um, they're going to have to rely on their run game. Um, they're going to have to win in the trenches and. Even even Southern Florida last week put up huge numbers running against them. They just they just look a little disoriented and they don't have the talent that they usually do. No. Billy Napier's in year one of Florida. He's repairing. So the two things that, that kind of keep me up, I mean, I'm a I've I've become a Vol fan by association just by going to so many games with you. What 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 keeps me up night about this game is Anthony Richardson, the possibility of having an out-of-body experience. Um kind of like he's he capable. Just, he's he capable. Is, he is capable of doing that. Yeah. Um will he in Knoxville, I don't think so. First road game, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I. But it, he's, he's capable. He is certainly capable. I mean, given how, how, given what he can do with his legs and his arms when he's on, is it's hard, it's tough to beat. Um, another thing is Cedric Tillman. Uh, it really, I mean, that seems like Hooker to Tillman was one of the best connections. Although it seems like the Vols have other playmakers on out wide that can step up, but it's it's, it's going to hurt not having him for sure. Yeah, you never want your your you know NFL wide number one wide out who got 18 targets uh, against Pitt <laughs> to go yeah. down. Yeah. Um, but there are answers there. And I think they start in the run game. Um, 
And that's where it'll that's where it all start. And if they get the run game going, like all of the teams have done against Florida thus far, um, they're going to be just fine. Yep. I bet the I bet Tennessee to cover eight and a half, and now it's moved to ten and a half. So I feel like a genius. I don't know if I don't I don't know if I like Tennessee at ten and a half. Um, I think this game will be probably a possession or two. I don't see a blowout. Um, even though if I do, it, th- if Tennessee gets rolling early, mm-hmm. it could really get away. It if it's if if something if something happens if there's an early turnover and Tennessee's offense gets off to a little bit of a slow start, you know it, the crowd gets a little nervous, you know because of those um, sixteen previous years of built up frustration. Um, it could be a game in the half. It's all about the first quarter to me in this game. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So don't do not sleep on this one. Watch this game from kick. And this is game. This is game day, right? Game day's there. Yep, CBS game day's game, there. CBS game of the week. CBS yeah. game of the week. It's Checker Neeland. Everybody knows <laughs> this is this is this is the one. This is the one. That's that. I'll be, it is the game that I'm far and away the most interested in this weekend. Um, I'm pulling for you, man. I, I, I want I want the Vols to get. I think they're going to get it done. I'm I've been for apprehensive, you. and I'm slowly slowly leaning towards we're gonna. We're going to roll. So I hope, I hope you're right. That's my nature, though. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, isn't that true at every Saturday? <laughs> that is, that, true, that every- is true. That's not so much true, though. I mean, I get more optimistic as we get into any game. But this one, I just I don't I don't know. I mean, I said it. I said it against Pitt, too. I, I said the same thing almost. You know, my I'm scared of being let down. But this is just a good team. I trust this team more. I trust what Heupel's doing. Yeah. Um, I trust Hooker. He knows what he's doing. Um yeah, Pro- probably the second best quarterback in the SEC. I mean, I mean, we're top three for sure. I mean, he's he is also a head and hooker. You know, we're talking about Anthony Richardson because he carried the Florida team that Utah. So he kind of had his Heisman moment, although the Heisman seems like a long, seems like a prayer at this point. Yeah. Hen hooker is no slouch and he is a very good quarterback as well. Um, Since so. taking over as a starter, he has something like I want to say like 45 touchdowns and two interceptions. I might I might be off one or two touchdowns, one or two interceptions, but it's 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 an insane stat. Yep. Oh, we know what we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about last week. What did UT do last week? You want to run through that quickly? No, there's not much. We just destroyed Akron and we had some guys get hurt. <laughs> and so <laughs> um we, we we saw some flashes. Um you know, we saw some some freshman play. Um one thing that I think that you'll see this week that I think we we showed was um, a speed option look. And you're going to see that against Florida because they've struggled with that in the past. And um, we've got a freshman running back, Dylan Sampson, who's a burner. I think you're going to see some speed option. It's not typically what we run. It's another little wrinkle for them to worry about. And um, I think I think you're going to see some hidden hooker with, with his legs. I think he's going to be a big part of the run game. It would be very fitting. Florida has been killing people with speed, the speed to the outside for the last fifteen years. So to beat to beat Florida in that nature would be would be pretty cool. Uh, going back to the Akron game, I want to give you a name really quick. Um, Walker Merrill, who I think is like your like fifth or sixth string receiver. He's a uh, sophomore, uh, sophomore, yeah, sophomore wide receiver. He uh, this punt. There's this punt play and the. Uh, Akron is punting it. It's obviously a blown. It's obviously a blown coverage. Uh, Walker Merrill is coming right down the middle, unblocked. He has an easy, easy punt block. Maybe take the ball off the foot, return to six. The Akron punter does this little shake and bake, puts the ball behind his back, just dodges him, kicks it off for a decent punt. I just want to shout out Walker Merrill. That was your moment, man. You were about to, you were about to have the biggest. You were about to have that moment. The stadium. That was the easiest punt block of all. Punt block and the Akron punter pulled a rabbit out of his hat. 
Just want to, I just want to give the yeah. guy some love. Kudos to the Akron punter. He did catch a touchdown pass that game, so he, he, oh, he did himself. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't. I also did not pay attention to. Him. I, I just put up that. like sixty three points. So oh, sixty six. Okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, Walker. I don't feel that bad for you. Good for you for catching yeah. a touchdown. I just felt bad because I was like, usually those guys are depth guys on the special yeah, teams. Special teams. And guy. to have the you know because usually and the, and, the, and it's blocking punts is just hard. And he had yeah. it. It was so nah, open. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a good outside wide receiver for us. All right, fine. My sympathy for you is over. Never mind, Walker. You'll be fine. Uh, cool. All right, let's move on. Um, what's next? Uh, let's talk about into the home state. Let's talk about the home state. Let's talk about Homer time. Uh, let's talk about tomorrow night. You're probably you're probably hearing this on Thursday, so actually it's going to be tonight. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers one and two playing uh, Virginia Tech uh, two and one. That game is at seven thirty tomorrow night on ESPN. I will be watching this game for sure. This game is in Lane Stadium. Um, uh, West Virginia is a two-point favorite. I don't know why. They are not a good football team. Tech has some problems, too. Um, I'll, you, I'll let you open it up. What do you got? I think this one uh, is going to be an interesting one. This one, uh, wasn't this the, it was an old Big East rivalry. It was, yes. what, what was the trophy? The um, It wasn't the backyard brawl, was it? Was no, it, that's, 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 that's West Virginia Pitt. This was yeah. the, was it the, gosh, like the Black Diamond? I'll look it up. Keep, keep talking. Okay. About it. Anyway. This is going to be a good one. Both teams really, really, really need this win. And Virginia Tech is coming off their first win at home. They're going to ride that home environment, lean on the run game. And I think for both of these schools, it's going to be a little bit of a of a grinded out type game. You know, who makes the first mistake? Um, neither team really has a great offensive identity. Both 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 squads run the ball pretty well, heavy in the trenches. Uh, so I think you'll kind of see both teams feel each other out, like pound the ball a little bit, you know, see, see who bends first. What do you think? I mean, that, that sounds good to me. And yes, I'm looking it up right now. You're right. It is the black diamond trophy. Oh it my is, gosh. I can't believe I pulled <laughs> that. Hell of a pull. It's a, it's a, it is a, it's a weird, weird hexagonal shaped trophy with a glass ball in the middle of it. It looks like the hope diamond, but it's black, you know, like a, like a meteoroid from so much NCAA football. Back uh, in the day, on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a pull. Yes, they are playing for the Black Diamond Trophy, Champion Trophy. And if you know anything about Mike and I, Mike and I love rivalry trophies. Oh, we love the rivalry. Are, are they still doing the trophy? I I mean, I, I hope, hope so. so. I hope so. I mean, the game is this this game has was, was on hold for a while. So um, Virginia Tech is holding it. They won the last time. So I bet you they're playing for it. I bet you they're going to talk about that on ESPN tomorrow. I'll look into that for sure. Um, thoughts on Virginia Tech. Um, I like what they did last week. I want really quickly just want to say uh, one, uh, kudos to them taking care of Wofford yep. last week, the Wofford Terriers yep. who were they figured 3, some things out, figured some things out. That was exactly what I was exactly what I was going to say. Um, another game to gel, which they needed um, the D the D held strong less than 200 yards. Uh, Jaden blue, the, the temple uh, wide receiver uh, transfer. He seems to kind of be uh, really Get on the same page with uh, Grant Wells. Seems like they've got a good connection there. So I want to give that a little credit. Uh, I will. I will say, uh, Tech, uh, shame on you for giving up the first points of Wofford's season. <laughs> they got shut wag out. Wagging the, the finger. Wagging the finger. Wofford Terriers were shut out. Uh, zero points in the first and second game. Gave up a garbage touchdown. They scored their first seven points of the season on them Hokies. So shame on you, Hokies, for letting Wofford do that to you. But otherwise, uh, good win. Back to the game that matters, uh, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. I, I think I, I, mean, I like what you said. I mean, uh, West Virginia. I don't Virginia's like Grant Wells very much. But I, I like I, Keyshawn King. 
Uh, yeah, me too. And I like what they're doing on defense. Yeah. And I, I think Grant Wells is, he's kind of like Bo Nix, like a poor man's Bo Nix. Like he doesn't have the ceiling of Bo Nix, but he poor has. Poor man's Bo Nix. He has these moments. Like he looks so good in the ODU first. He doesn't year. have the athleticism of Bo no, Nix. No, 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 no. I, what I mean is a consistency. Like he can play at a really high level in spurts. And this was true for his career in Marshall. And the first quarter and a half of the ODU game, he did that. And then it just went off the rail. And we all know how that game went. Um, he played well against, um, for the most part, against, against Boston colleges and Wofford, obviously, but Wofford. If I could talk to him, if you were Grant Wells, I would look Ooh. you in the eyes oh, and no. I would say, oh, just okay. manage the game. Stop throwing interceptions. Don't stop trying to play outside yourself. Right. Hand the ball off. Take your check downs. Rely on your defense. And you're going to be fine. He, he can be what Virginia Tech needs. He just you needs know- to take care of the football. And in this game, it might be all they need. Given the spreads are pretty much even, it's only two points. It's in lane, which is going to be the inner sand man is going to be blasting. They're going to be jumping up and down. It's going to be a circus there. The game, the game is going to be on their side. What Grant Wells has to do is not give it away. Yes. Don't do anything crazy to give the game away. Hand the ball off a lot. Play defense. Slow this down. Don't let JT Daniels get into a rhythm because JT Daniels might be the he best player. Good, yeah, he is good. He actually might be the best player on the whole field on both rosters. If we're being honest, um, yes, I would you know, agree with that. Uh, and also, West Virginia—they're also they—they've got big pressure on this game because, like I said, Neil Brown, his his tenure at West Virginia is probably done. Losing this game would probably do it to him. They're fighting for their lives. You're fight. You're you are. Virginia Tech is welcoming a wounded animal into and the that's, stadium. Yeah, that is a night. dangerous spot that to is be in. Dangerous. So just Virginia Tech, like you said, play the game. Don't turn it over. Run the ball well, and you, you keep it tight. And you could you could probably get a win. Um, yeah, I so, think it's fine playing conservative. You know, play to your strengths. Rely on your defense. Punt the ball. You know. Yeah. Feel each other out early. See what happens. See see who blinks first. Hopefully, yep. you know, West Virginia makes a couple of mistakes, especially with that crowd getting in their ears. Yep. And West Virginia has blanked. I mean, obviously they lost to, they lost to Pitt, which is pretty good. And they lost to Kansas, who also actually might be pretty good now. But well, but you know, I I'm not buying the West Virginia hype. I think Virginia Tech can win this game. West Virginia is probably a little bit better. They've probably deserved yep. their two point being the two point favorite, but this is a game that Virginia Tech, if they want to get to a bowl, they probably have to have. They probably, yeah. have to, they probably have to have this one. I kind of have the feeling Tech pulls this one out. Um, I, think I, I think I do too, actually. Typically, when I look that. at a game like this, you know, I, I, you, you hear me say it all the time. You know, it's quarterback play. I would take JT Daniels, JT Daniels over Grant Wells any day of the week. And that's kind of what gives me hesitation. But I just kind of feel like this is one of those games that, you know, the home team, you get that that home team advantage and you and you and you win, you know. You win a, a close one, a nail biter. Yep. Yep. Come on, Hokies. Let's go get it done. Uh, very cool. All right, let's move on. Uh, Friday night. You know what's kind of cool? We're actually going to get to watch all of the Homer games because uh, they have Hokies tomorrow, UVA Friday, Tennessee yep. Saturday. And if you really want to watch the SEC Plus Network, LSU, no one's going to watch that game. Uh, let's talk about Virginia at Cuse. Virginia is playing and the JMA Wireless Dome. It's always going to be the Carrier Dome in my mind. It's Me always going to be the Carrier Dome. Playing the JMA uh, Wireless Dome, which is the home of Syracuse. Uh UVA two and one, Syracuse three and zero. Oh. That game is Friday night on ESPN at seven o'clock. Syracuse is rightfully a nine point favorite. Yeah, Syracuse coming off a wild one. Yeah, wild win against Purdue, who's also a good team. Good probably, team, probably the best one and two team. And them are Louisville, probably the two, the two best one yep. and two teams in the country. And Syracuse 
really shouldn't have won that game. They yeah. they got lucky so many times. Um, they got just bailed out. I mean, every time they fumbled, you know, threw an interception, made a, a costly penalty, something was there. Um, you know, whether it was Purdue jumping off sides, what what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they hopefully learn their lesson uh, if you're a Syracuse fan, because well, they I mean, should not yeah. have won that game. No, they probably shouldn't have. And then they'll have time to clean something up. But that's probably true for UVA as well. UVA had another very lackluster win. Um, I'm sorry, I don't say another one. They, have a, they had a, a lackluster. <laughs> they looked good against Richmond. They got handled by Illinois. Um, they had... Uh, and they lack against ODU where they needed a fourth quarter drive at home yep. to kick a field goal to win that game. Um, and as we know, ODU is no slouch, but that was probably ODU one that, you know, you, you should have won a little you bit. Should've, you should have gotten away from a little uh, bit more comfortable margin. The positives from, the, from what I'm seeing, uh, UVA's defense is getting better and better. It seems like, which is, which is a strong suit. Uh, you know, one of, one of our Patreon subscriber, Eric, actually pointed out the defense. He, he was bullish on the defense. He's a UVA fan. He was bullish on the defense early in the year. Give a little credit. They are better unit than I think most folks thought they would be. And they're continuing to play that way. Um, Highlights of that game, uh, Xavier Brown, uh, kind of emerging in the backfield, the running back from running UVA had a nice day. He seems like, seems like they have another weapon. What I still don't understand and is an, and another Patreon points out to me, uh, why UVA, why Brennan Armstrong and those wideouts are just cannot seem to get it going. Um, they did not get worse since Bronco Mendenhall. I don't know. And this is like kind of like tinfoil hat conspiracy, transitive property, like to the umpteenth. Tony Elliott, the UVA, uh, the UVA head coach, former Clemson offensive coordinator, he was elite under Deshaun Watson and um, Trevor Lawrence, which frankly, who shouldn't be, did not do very good well at DJU. Is Tony Elliott not a quarterback's coach? Is that what we're starting to see? I mean, Brandon Armstrong, Bronco is a quarterback's coach. One of the things you, you, you can't, people don't always, didn't always like Bronco, but you can't say that. Is Tony Elliott, can he not coach this team? Yeah, there may be something to that because he was handed, you know, a guy who is upper echelon in the conference and yes. he's just not utilizing him to his best ability. And yes, there could be something there with that. Um, I, this again, the sample size is, is maybe a little bit too small and, and they're still figuring things out. Only three um, games in. Yeah, I mean, they've still got to figure out what plays work, what, you know, what who they go to in certain situations. They still put up um, over 500 yards of total offense against ODU, whose defense is good. And UVA fumbled the ball three times, which is uncharacteristic of any team, really. I mean, those are just those bounces that, that didn't go your way. Um, so I wouldn't expect that again. That being said, they've got a tough task against Syracuse. It's probably going to be too much for them. Um, that would be my initial take is that, you know, Syracuse's offense is just clicking a little bit at a higher rate than, than what UVA is coming into, but UVA has the ability and they have the talent. They've, they've kind of just have to kind of let the dogs out with, with Brennan Armstrong and like figure it out. They, he needs, he needs help. I mean, yeah, I was going to say that the, the UVA's mistakes, which are all coachable mistakes, you know, the fumbles, special team stuff. Those are all coachable. And some fluky, some, some fluky, fluky stuff. Um, but no, they've 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 got to make some adjustments. They've got to get better. If you, I agree with you, they have the potential to win this game because, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I actually think the defense is doing is playing better than anybody thought. Anybody really gave them credit for, minus a couple uh, really passionate UVA fans. So the and defense, they've got a good 
run, run game and the run gotta... game is okay um they're, they're they're finding some talent there their offensive line is going to be a problem all year and it's it's going to be it's going they they're, they're going to have to scheme around it and that's yeah. coaching yeah that is coaching that bronco was able to do with Brandon Armstrong and Keaton Thompson, who's an absolute stud, probably going to play on Sundays, I think. Well, that's um, what I was going to say as well, is they've got their number one guy. I don't know that they've really found a number two guy. I mean, I mean, Wicks is pretty strong. They have their, their, their receivers are good enough. I mean, that's, it's just, I, I don't know why the, the coaching has not been able to find them the ball more often. You know, this is one of those, do some bubble screens, do some quick outs. Yeah. Run, run whatever UVA's version of the Mike Leach offense is, frankly. Run the ball. I mean, pass the ball to run the ball. Yeah. You know, I would like, agree with that. Like at this point, like if you're, if you, if you think you're going to run the ball between the tackles on Syracuse, I, I don't think, I don't see it in the dome. I don't see it. This, this Syracuse team is tough and their defense is pretty good. So, and we know gotta, Brennan Armstrong's a, a capable athlete. I mean, is, it, it might, it wheels. might help them to, to mix in a little bit of, of QB run in there. You know, even yeah. the threat of that could help open things up. Yeah. Um, he's got wheels. So I think he can. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm with UVA. I, I I need more of the sidelines. I need more of Tony Elliott and his team. Where where was his game four? And he has weapons. He has tools, um, especially on offense. Um, I just, I'd like to see them do some more things with those tools against somebody who's not University of Richmond. Go Spiders. Um, uh, Garrett Schrader, uh, Syracuse quarterback, is 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 uh, awesome. Tucker's a solid running back. Um, I my my take for you as well is I'm expecting Syracuse to win this game probably by ten points or so. Um, I think Syracuse is going to be one of the stories in the ACC this year. Is um, uh, just well coached um, and well led by a good quarterback who's having is off to a good start this year. Um, it's for me. It's all comes down to what for for us for the homers watching UVA closely. What can Brandon Armstrong and Tony Elliott, Dontavian Wicks? Can those guys all get on the same page? Well, you know, it's so funny. I didn't realize this until I just looked it up because I was so curious. Um, UVA still has Robert and I as their offensive coordinator, the same offensive coordinator under Bronco Mendenhall. He's been there for six years. So what's the issue? What's I mean, the I understand if, that. I understand if, the, you know, as the head coach, you don't have to be a quarterback guy. You don't have to, you know. Let your delegate, let your guys do what they're good at. Um, so I don't know. It's just that was interesting to me. I didn't realize that. I don't I'm following UVA closer now than I ever have. Um, so that was, you know, just something for me to keep an eye on because that's an eye opener. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that is a that's a good nibble. Um Odell's even Tommy's ways. They have receivers. They've got they've got playmakers. They're finding some studs in the they're finding some players in the running game. Um I just they I'd like to see them game plan better and better in game adjust. That's you know, that's what makes these great good good coaches great coaches is their ability to go into halftime, see what they're not doing well, and change it. And they did not do that at Illinois, and they really didn't do it much um hosting ODU. So and it's gonna be an absolute must. Syracuse is better than Illinois. Syracuse is the best team they're gonna play so far this year. So and the ODU situation for UVA, UVA was very different than it was for Virginia Tech. UVA should have won that game pretty handily. And, you know, when you have more talent and you're getting beat and you're getting out coached, you know, that's when it's an eye opener. And it, it's it's still, you know, it's still his first year at Tony Elliott's. But again, not what you want to see. Yep. 
Um, that's it for Homer time. Uh, man, I think we, we did a great job tonight. Um, anything else? Uh, great job, Mike. Great job. Yeah, pat yourself on the Mac. Good job. Good job. Um, just on a, on a personal note, um, I, everybody here knows I'm a bit really super bullish on Baylor. Um, Baylor opened up as a, uh, one point favorite at Iowa state. They're now a three point dog. Just makes me sad. I mean, that's, that, that's shocking to me. It's shocking to me, too. It tells me that Vegas doesn't like Baylor as much as I do. That's well, it Baylor. doesn't make sense to me because Iowa State, I mean, look what they did in that Iowa game. I mean, that was an absolute mud fight. And Baylor yeah. has more talent. You know, they've recruited better. They've got a better <laughs> offense. I don't get that one. I'm I'm big on Baylor in that game. Me, too. Vegas is wrong. Which I yeah. don't say very often because they're usually not wrong, but no, Vegas is wrong. That's why I'm one of my favorite. Um, if you, you know, all if you follow any podcasts, sportcasters, you know, prognosticators, previewers, their favorite thing to say is, um, I should think um, Vegas is, is is pretty spot on with this line. Um, yeah, you think that's their job. They're way better at it. They've been you. doing this for a long time. Like it's, and you you might even hear one of us say it down the road. It's just yeah. like, oh yeah, three three and a half is, is is the right the right number for this game. I think Vegas pretty much nailed it. Yeah, yep. they, they nailed it. Trust me. Yep. Uh, little vignettes interesting not this week uh, noted do you see the North, the North Carolina quarterback uh, Drake May throw an absolute shade at, at NC, did. NC he backed State off he, he backed apologized. off he had to apologize uh, UNC quarterback uh, was at a press conference talking about NC State blah 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 uh, every every North Carolina kids Carolina fan those are not those who don't go to NC State because they couldn't get into Carolina which was pretty, which is a, a, a knock on NC State's academics um, which obviously got people real mad he walked it back but what that does is going to make that game UNC NC State, and NC State is a better team, frankly. Let's so I mean, UNC like, looks good though. They UNC does look really good. good. If they beat Notre Dame this week, they're hosting Notre Dame. That would go a long way. But I'm all of a sudden I'm, I'm the the UNC NC State game, which is a couple weeks. I'm not even sure when that game is. Uh, that just game just got a whole lot more interesting. Just I just hate that. that he had. I just hate that. Oh, he it's apologized. the last week of the season. Eleven twenty-five. That's what it is. The last week of the season. So week twelve. <laughs> I'm all for apologizing when you've said something wrong or you've said something. You know, the, the public apology is great, um, but that's just good old fashioned rivalry speak, man. Yeah. That's not. No, he's not. He doesn't know anything about. NC State's acceptance, you no. know, numbers. That's just rivalry talk, man. That's what college football is all about. No, yeah. Does it, no, just because he said doesn't mean it was founded on anything. Doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean there's any credibility. It's just trash talk. It's all this. Yes. It so, yes. That's why uh, I mean he's what he's 21. Come on, give him a break. That. Yep. Uh all right, very cool. Um uh anything else you want to add this this week or lack before we wrap this up? I think we're I think we're time to get out of here. No, yeah, we got to get out of here, man. All right, man. Uh, folks, this is uh, Mike Blitz. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you again so much. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. Hit a like. Uh, give us a like. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Uh, we got a bunch of views on YouTube this uh, this week. Thank you so much for doing that. Make sure you download. Uh, give us a review. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Engage. We love hearing from you guys. We love uh, talking college football and all the things. So you can see the, the link tree, which will give you access to all of those links, uh, whatever you want, all the Mike Blitz you can handle, and then some. Uh, good stuff. I think we're done. Have a great college football week, everybody. That's right. See you guys next week. See ya. Go Vols. Hollywood go. Go.
Hey Hollywood, hey Hollywood, go. Go.